Welcome to Rafa. I'm Lee West. I'm Senior Minister of Rafa. Glad to have you back with us or with us for the first time. Hope you found our website. Maybe probably most of you have. If not, I direct you to rafaministriesworld.net. <clears throat> Excuse me, rafaministriesworld.net. And there you'll find a, just a plethora of things of free for you to help you grow in just natural knowledge and especially in the things of the Lord. Rafa, to most of it who've listened to us for a while, Rafa is a Pentecostal ministry. That means that we believe in the gifts of the Spirit, the perpetuity of spiritual gifts, that God is still very active in men, although at this time there's not too many, there's only a remnant who are really hearing God and working with the Holy Spirit. But that remnant is going to be, is and doing wonderfully, wonderful things for the Lord. So we're a Pentecostal ministry, and you can find the Bible Answer Man there on that website. You can find our books that uh, will help you to grow. And then I mentioned this, that, <clears throat> excuse me, my books there, I, I don't desire for any unsaved person. If, you, if you're not saved, you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, don't, don't buy those books. They're written to the Christian heart and soul and spirit. Now, if you're a baby Christian, I don't mean that to insinuate you, you know, insult you in any way. It's just that you, you just come to God or you haven't learned exactly the deep things about the Lord. Then maybe you could better find another reading for a while. But if you're, if you've been with the Lord a few years and if you're a senior type of minister, not a minister, but a, a believer, there's books there will help you immensely. They'll bless your heart and your soul. And also, if, if those of you who would like to, we'd be happy to receive a, a, a love offering from you to just assist us in doing what we're doing. We believe we're reaching thousands upon thousands of people around the world. Uh, so if you'd like to be part of that and receive a special blessing, we would welcome you to send Rafa whatever you would care to. And you can find that or a place to do that on our website. And of course, uh, we, I, I have uh, sent out a partner's letter to our partners. If you'd like to be a partner, we would also welcome you. Uh, now, as far as the uh, giving part, uh, you can receive a blessing there. God's, we're not begging for you money. We're not. We're like a lot of a lot of a ministry. We don't beg for money. But if you want to receive a blessing by what we do and be and receive a blessing into heaven for that, then why we welcome your board. Okay. <clears throat> that having been said, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I tuned in the illustrious Super Bowl recently, the illustrious Super Bowl, and it was just, the, uh, now let me, let me just quickly say right here, I did not watch the game. I don't watch any pro anything. I am anti-pro anything because they're all corrupt. So now let me back up. I tuned in the Super Bowl prelude and, uh, <clears throat> It was nauseating. It was filled with bells and whistles. And it was filled with the, the, the first person that they had that sang a song. He looked like he'd fallen into a, a paint can with all of his tattoos. And every tooth in his head was gold. Uh, and he was just a grotesque individual. And then he tried to sing a patriotic song. And when he finished, the stands just went wild with applause. Well, I didn't see anything at all. I just saw a pathetic soul 
who's probably under demonic influence. I don't I know that influence. Yes, possibly control. I don't know about him. I never heard of the guy, but evidently he's well known around the world because he got that kind of an ovation. But he was disgusting to me. And then Reba McIntyre followed him with the uh, national anthem. <clears throat> And that was that was pretty disgusting. She turned it into a pop song, and it's not it's not meant to be sung that way, and it's not meant to be played with any tra la las and and verberations. It has it has a direct meaning to why it plays with gusto and and straightforward enthusiasm and patriotism. That's why it was written and the way it's supposed to be done. <clears throat> but it's never done like that anymore. And I watched the uh, the camera as it panned around the. Uh, Around the uh, the people on the field, and as they brought out the uh, teams and got situated out there, and I watched it as the national anthem was being played, and it almost wanted me wanted me to be un unhealthy to to be sick at my stomach. Literally, all oh, I was sick at my stomach spiritually in my spirit, but I watched those people out there wearing the football uniforms i think is my when they pan both sides of the of the line i think i saw two people with their standing reverently as the anthem was played with their right hand over their heart the rest of them were looking around or they were semi dancing or or they were staring off into infinity and they were just i could almost read their mind get through this so we could get on with our performance and i thought that was disgusting and that's why i don't follow any pro team i don't care if it's baseball football hockey pinochle anything else i'm disgusted with it all because uh it's a it's a hazard and it's it's all for money it's all for money god almighty never created the human body to be involved in contact sports that's not what it was created for now the human body it's not the fastest thing on earth, but there are people who can run fast, and most of the time they end up in some kind of sports. But the human body was never meant to run just for funs, marathons, running for 10 or 15 miles. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's not what your, your body was created for. It's not created to pump iron. It's not created to play football. It's not created to do anything that requires basketball, anything that requires a lot of fast moving until you almost have a heart attack. It was created with that aspect from with adrenaline pumping to run for a short distance, and that was a be from flight from a, from a danger. That's the why. That's why the body has that short term ability to run for a short time. But after that, if you keep pushing it, it's like a horse. You know, you can ride a horse and it'll keep running until it drops dead. And you can do the same thing with the human body. I watch some of the people in the gym where I go. And I see these young men, they're trying to impress the honeys or they're trying to impress somebody else. And when they're, when they're pulling or lifting on the waist, you can see the veins in their body and their necks and then they're almost exploding. And I thought, have you not ever heard that you can tear a muscle or a ligament very easily? No. The body was not created for these things. It was, the, the, the exercise we're supposed to get, it used to be done in the natural labors. Now, we, now that we're a softer uh, generation, a few generations, 
Now we, we would be nice if we exercise a little bit, but within reason, within reason, tone your body. Don't, don't try to be a muscle person. Don't try to be a, the fastest runner or the longest one in the gym, the heaviest one who can lift the, the strongest. I see the, these young men who probably weigh about 150, 60 pounds, and they're trying to lift 250 pounds on, of weight. That's dangerous. It's just dangerous. Okay, uh, I, 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 I was thinking about the football part of this thing, and I, I reasoned out by observation that from the part Pop Warner, when they get them started five or six or seven, it's all about money. If you go from that Pop Warner all the way up to the pros, if you go through grammar school it's about getting into the college or university and there it's always it's always about hope i can make all american or i can be selected for a pro team then i get in that big bucks so it's all about money it, it the kids come secondary what happens to your child is in that they could care less they've got another one sitting on the bench they'll haul yours off on the stretcher as they give them a clap from the stands and then all of a sudden they run another one in and if he's hurt then they can they run another one in and they could care less about your kid it's all about the money whether you're playing high school sports pop warner sports college sports university sports or pro sports it's money and money is the root of all evil, and it's stealing these young people's body, soul, and spirits for the big bucks, which will never bring them happiness. This sports, if it's out of control, ruin children. I was very active in sports, but when I found out that they didn't care anything about me, I did it. I played. Football, basketball. I didn't. I didn't play in, in college in college or uh, high school because, frankly, I I didn't I didn't like the smell of the locker room and I had other things. I had to work for a living and I I wouldn't have wanted to go out there and and play that thing anyway. Contact sports didn't interest me. I, I loved a few games, uh, the baseball and I, I played basketball some, but I didn't like it much either. I'm, I've never been. Crazy about watching back basketball people run up and down the court, back and forth, back and forth. Same thing, I don't care that much about tennis. Now, I do like to watch sometime a little bit of when the women play uh, because they can volley. The guys, they try to hit the thing 500 miles an hour, and the women, they can, they can set up a good volley and run and play, but I probably don't want to see one of those maybe. I probably haven't seen one in 30, 30 years because I just don't watch those kind of things anymore. And as I said, I do not support pro anything. I don't support the pro team in our in our city here. As my thoughts are, and I send them this message. Hey, you see, we live in I, I live in a uh, veteran rich environment, and it sickens me when I look at the stands when the teams are play, our, our team is playing, and I I could I, there's probably ten to fifteen percent of those people who are veterans. And no veteran should be in the stands supporting a team when the team will, will take a knee when they play the natural anthem, but our team will go overseas and they'll stand for the Queen's anthem. So the, uh, English anthem. No, I think, it, I think it's terrible for these people to do that. And I send them a message. Hey, go someplace west of the Rockies. They'll love you there, but get out of our town. I've told the mayor's office. I've told our by, uh, how, by, uh, representative here in the city. And I, I haven't said it to the state people yet, but I haven't had a 
I, I need to do that. Okay, my, my thoughts is this. Ch uh, 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 parents, put your children into swimming or into some brain food games, not in contact sports. Don't put them in anything that reeks of competition. Because if it reeks of competition, they're going to exploit, exploit your child. They're going to be exposed to the wrong kind of, of tutoring and coaching and anything else. I coached my son when he was in uh, Little League, back when he was young. And all of my kids at that time played, and we won that division back then. But all the kids played. I saw to it that they all enjoyed the, uh, the game. It was done for funds. But that's not true anymore. Moms, both of you and your husband should not be working until unless you're very well off. You stay at home with those children. You be a housewife. And that's not a dirty word. It's one of the hardest jobs that there is. You stay home with those children as their overseer until now when they reach the age of accountability, uh, not, uh, I don't mean accountability, but responsibility. Accountability is a whole other ball game. But when it, when your children, that, that's the age varies, probably somewhere around when they turn into their teens, they'll be wild if you let them be wild, or they'll be responsible. When they get to the place where they can be responsible for a couple of hours, then you can go get you a job if you want to. But until then, till those formative years are out of the way, you stay home with those kids. You stay home with those during their maturation processing. And do discussions with them. Do discussions as age appropriate. Teach them about the, 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 the meanings of life and, and the important things, the rational thinkings. Find things that you can talk about. Enjoy doing. Spend time with your kids. Teach them about what the important primary things in life are about. That you that they will find wonderful pleasure in doing. And it's not seeing how you can con the next guy. It's not seeing how you can cut a corner or let the state or the, or the federal government take care of you, the welfare program. It's about working with your hands. As a matter of fact, God Almighty said, if you don't work, you won't eat. But no, we pay people to just not work and eat and just give them gourmet foods. There was one clown in California. He got uh, a, a lot of welfare money, and he would go to the, to the real uh, high uh, energy and high-priced food thing and spend your money to buy real aggressive types of food. And he was happy to do it. He, he, he was smiling all the way to the store. Because people who, who sit on their front porch figuratively and wait for the postman to bring the check. And, and the checks come in. They're robbing the people who work, but the checks keep on coming. Why? Because you're willing to sell your soul to the company store and to the, to the federal government. And as long as you give them your support, they'll feed you and clothe you and house you on somebody else's dime. They've done it. That's why we owe almost $40 trillion. They don't care. They don't have to pay it. They live comfortably. They eat great food. They live well. What they don't get, they steal. Is that tough? Well, if you think it's tough, that's tough. That's true. Now, let me say this. I've just, I've just discussed some things about parents. Parents, 
God is going to hold you accountable for your children. And fathers, he is going to hold you especially accountable for what happens to your spirit, to your children's spiritual defilement. If you want to go to hell in front of them, you can do that. But, but at least send them to church. It's better. I encourage you, parents, take your children to church. Find a home church and get involved as a family. Now, let me, let me say this. It's disgustingly hard to find a Bible-teaching church that preaches and teaches and cares for the people as a family environment in that church. I get it. My own children are having a terrible time now. Of course, they're, they're married with children, but they're having a terrible time now finding a home church that still preaches the word. Okay, that's, yeah, let me, I got, I got to press that home. Parents, guard your children. Find you a home church. Develop a wonderful family time of dinner and conversations. Instruct them in, in the quality things of life. And it's not making a buck. It's not, don't let them get into the drug thing. Their life will be ruined after the first one. Their life will never be the same. And above all, seek the Lord as a family while he can be found. The Bible says if you train up a child in the way that should go when they're old, elderly or old, rather, they won't depart from it. Plant that, get, get that seed planted within them. You can't do it. If you're a liberal parent, you're going, to, you're going to lead your family into a ditch. You better get into a conservative where God is the most important thing above anything else. Okay. I think that's probably about as much as you can stand and all that. But that's coming from uh, a guy who's been around this thing for a long time. I've seen what happens if you don't address this situation in your own life and you die in sins. You go to hell. That's a fact. You don't go to some place as the as the Catholics, Roman Catholics preach. You go to a purgatory. There's no such thing as purgatory. They, and if you another one is if you just be a good person, if there is a God, He's just going to say, "Okay, you were really good, and your good times uh, on the scale outweigh your baptized uh, ba uh, bad qualities." So in bad times, so just come on in. I forgive everything. Most of them don't even think there's a God. Well, there is a God. He sits in heaven, he's judging, and he's, and he's watching over his word to perform it. Okay, now let's talk about some current events in the time we have left. I think God answered prayer not a few days ago where Biden is concerned because the uh, council that was in investigating him caused the man to shoot himself in the foot. He's always tried to, to trot out onto the stage, you know, trot about 15 feet to show how much stamina he's got. And the rest of the time he walks around like a zombie. And he doesn't know where he is half of the time. He re, they, they wind him up in the morning and they send Biden the puppet out. He reads a few words and then he gets back about 10 o'clock. He comes to the office about 10, reads his little plates lacquered, and then goes back about 2 or 3 o'clock to get his nappy poos 
and uh, and he's done for the day. And the, and the world is going to pot. The United States is going to pot every moment of every day. You better wake up. You better wake up. I, 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 would, I would have titled something like this, like choosing right, choosing well. You saw when when he when Biden went, got uh, vindicated by the special counsel. He was shot in the foot. He said, Democrats don't have a backup. They're stuck with him. Michelle Obama's not going to work. Harris is, is, is too... She has... She, she doesn't... She, in her way, she's, she's worse than Biden. All she's got is... A, I, call her, I call her cackling Harris. All the things she's got going for is that cackle she does. She doesn't have, have any much with natural wisdom, and she has absolutely no political wisdom. She, as he, are wound up by the people above them who are selling out this country, and they have a plan. The news say, what, 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 what's coming on? What's happening? Well, let me tell you, it's working. The Democrats have a plan, and those buying off the Democrat leadership. They got a plan. And listen, the plan is to ruin this country, to do away with the middle class. And if we don't have a middle class, this country is going to go belly up. They're fighting against everything of value. They don't, they, they don't want any patriotism. They don't want anybody thinking for themselves. I saw this. 86% of voters say that Biden is too old. But he, he still, after the, special, the, the terrible showing, he still thinks he's a contender. But he's too old. He's too old in his mind. He's too old in his actions. He's old for his years. Why? One reason because he's never had to think. He's been in public life all, uh, all of his time and everything. He's been a plagiarizer. And now he's been a crook for the last 20 or 30 years. That's being proven every day. He sold his office to the highest bidder. That makes him a traitor. 42% of the people don't like uh, Kamala Harris. The way she's viewed. She couldn't even get elected anything in her own in the state of California. You see, I picked up this quote, and it, it was made by Martin Luther G., uh, Jr., uh, King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. I thought he was good for his day. And he, he made some good statements, and I, I, I thought that was one of them. And then when, when the, uh, the council made their rendering into the negative part of Biden, the left-wing news media, they rushed in to fill the gap. Oh, he, he's just acting like Biden. He's as sharp as he ever was. He makes good decisions. He's timely. He can take care of the thing. But the special counsel wrote their uh, 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 opinion, and it said this, we have to con consider that at trial, Biden 
would likely present himself to a jury as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. And we and he wants to keep on running. Well, I think that the Democratic Party is shedding him like an old coat. They don't want him, but they don't have anybody else to put in this place. So he shot they he shot him in the foot, self in the foot. They shot him in the foot, and now he's trying to say, "Oh, I'm as sharp as ever." That's kind of my paraphrasing what he said. But he said, "My memory is as good as ever." Really? He doesn't know where he is half the time. He can't put two sentences together. And let me ask you a rhetorical question. Do you want this guy to have access to the codes that will launch a nuclear war? And the people behind him to use him as a puppet to start a war? I think God maybe has given the United States just a little more wiggle room. Now, is, a, is a, an atomic war coming? Yes, it is. The Bible speaks of it. Is it coming sooner than later? Yes, it is. The Bible indicates that. You better, you better start thinking. Because, see, there are a lot of intra-country threats within the United States right now, and it's in the form of illegals. The people who are flooding across our border, not coming through the legal channels, they're flooding across the border in such numbers that they can't be even caught. They're catching some illegals, but they're not doing anything with them. But the, the, these these super bad ones are, are just filtering through. They're bringing all the, the drugs with them. They're bringing all kinds of crime with them. They're bringing prostitution with them. They're people putting people in bondage for years to pay off the twenty and thirty, forty thousand debt just to sneak them into this country. So they put them in some kind of a sweat factory to pay that off in prostitution, of one form or the other. In twenty twenty three, from just October to December, the Border Patrol apprehended seven hundred and eighty five. Point five thousand apprehensions. October to December. Three and a half months. That didn't even mention the, the gotaways. That's what they call them. Gotaways. The one that they, they slip. They, they don't know where they are. They don't know who they are. They can't even vet the ones that they, that they get to the border. The only ones they can vet are the ones who come legally through the, uh, the ports of entry. The ICE people, ICE, ICE agency, arrest in 2023, known or unknown suspected terrorists were 140. Those with criminal histories, 73,800. How about them apples, this guy said. Those with charges, and convictions, 290. Now, they, they knew about these. These are the ones they knew about. Actual, I mean, I'm sorry, assault individuals, assault individuals, 33,000. Sexual assaults by 
illegals, 4,300, and those with weapon offensive, 7,500. Those are just the ones they know about. Here's what you better be thinking about. They got moles in this country right now just waiting for the word to come forth on a special day at a special time with special notification and plant your bomb and, and ruin the water supply, cause riots in the street, uh, kill pe certain people by assassinations. That's what they're there for. And they're willing to do that at the sacrifice of their lives. You better wake up, friend. Now let me say a word to the Christian. Those who before I've been talking about, I, I've warned some Christians in there, but most of you are, are probably unsaved. Now let me say some words to the Christian. You people who are unsaved, you can hear this, but it, it, it's not going to apply to you because you don't qualify for it. For Christians around the world, the rapture of the church is imminent. The rapture of the church right now is imminent. So what does rapture, rapture mean? It's not found in the Bible, but the, but, but the terminology for it is indicative, and it simply means snatched out, suddenly, all gone, suddenly. And if uh, to take round figures, if there's around 8 billion people in the world right now, so that's going to mean they're probably around 8 million people are going to be gone suddenly. The Bible says the term in the twinkling of an eye, but that's, that's just so, so we can kind of grasp it. What it really means, staffed out, is here and gone. No, no division. Here and gone. That's, that's kind of the phrase for it. And when that happens, friends, the Christians will all be gone. You good do-gooders, you who are evil, you are partially good and you are partially evil. You're going to be left in a terrible world. The world, the United States is going to, going to be no more. It will be a third world country. It will go back in a flash. It's going to go back to the time when the country was in the late 1600s, or early 1700s. For those, of, those who are lucky, the Antichrist will start to come into prominence and, and, and in world affairs. And he's going to come sweetly and, 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 and just showing just a, a wonderfully good personality, informed and wants to do the world good. No, he's going to be evil from the start and it's going to continue to get worse. It's going to be in the Middle East. I preached this probably 30 years ago. At that time, the emphasis, which was on the Western expansion of the church, when it had been going on for about 2,000 years, had stopped, and the emphasis then was beginning to shift back into the Middle East. And I was dead on. I was spot on. That's where the attention is now. It's in the hot wars and the cold wars and the, and the divisions in the Middle East. You're hearing about wars and rumors of war, factions against factions, races against races. We're seeing some of that, but nowhere like in the Middle East. Islam thinks this is its day. 
there, as I said, there won't be any more United States. It'll, it'll be the United States, but it, uh, it won't be a power anymore. There is going to be, during that period, and the rapture will take the church out for seven years. <clears throat> seven years. And during that seven years, they're going to be wide. Pro probably things will last for about two or three days. Uh, if memory serves me right, I heard that the federal government has about three days of rations stored up for its, all of its citizens. That'll go fast. And then people, as, as the illegals, I've always said when they come here, if they're not taken care of, they go hungry, they're going to steal, they're going to kill, they're going to rob, they're going to be thieves. So the, in the, during this seven-year period, there's going to be worldwide starvation. There's going to be worldwide Christ, cri crimes. There's going to be worldwide murders. It's going to start off after about three days, and it's going to con continue into a crescendo. So there is hope. Hear this. God, all body in the form of Jesus Christ, who was God, said this. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And saved there in the Greek, translated back into the Hebrew, would say you can be saved, you can be delivered from the suffering and the starvation. God never Let's one of his children starve. There's always be a plan B if you if you or plan A if you can find it. And besides that, those who believe on his name will be given eternal salvation. Now that's the hope I can speak to you today. The rest of it was in the form of a blessing. Not a blessing, rather, but as a warning. This is Dr. West.